This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Before we jump into the week six breakdown, I want to tell you guys about a new show that is premiering on Blue Wire. Abner Marez is a world champion boxer. He's an Olympian. He's a sports commentator, and most importantly, he is a dad to two little girls. He is beloved by his fans, and he is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. On Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Maris, we'll hear from Abner, his family, fellow athletes, and other people who made him the boxer and the man that he is today. They chat about topics like the state of boxing, and they talk all different sports, music, culture, and family life. Listen to On the Hook with Abner Marez wherever you get your podcasts. Episodes in English out on Tuesdays and episodes in Spanish out on Wednesdays. Now let's get into the show. What is up, Rotoviz family? Welcome back to the On the Daily DFS podcast. You can find us on Twitter at On the Daily DFS. You can find me at Salito FF, and of course, my fellow co-host at Matt Jones TFR and at TJ Calkins as well. We are here to take you game by game through the main slate for Week Six. This week, we lose the Raiders, Chargers, Saints, and the Seattle Seahawks to the bye week. And once again, we have a Monday doubleheader, leaving us with just 11 games on the main slate. This, guys, it was another week where injured players created my lineups. And as evidenced by conversation immediately before we went live, did the same to one TJ Calkins as well. TJ, the guy who hurt me was one of the same that hurt you, and that is Deontay Johnson for the second time this year really hurt lineups and for you i'm pretty sure you had him everywhere lock buttoned him so that was sad and you know i i was even on record last week saying hey claypool's a good pivot punt you know needs one touch to hit well i just kind of went all in on Deontay and almost all in on shark and that was a bad combo to have Did yeah find a running back. wide receiver sunk me <laughs> well, we'll get into some of those uh, some of those other plays as we go along. Uh, listen, my, my cash lineups, you know, my double ups managed to still hit the mark, so that wasn't so bad. But there were some tournament lineups that would have definitely been helped by Deontay. And, and to see Chase Claypool go out and put up four touchdowns as a result, I mean, we'll get to his game when we get to the steals a little bit later. But Maddie, uh, you said it was your worst week of the year before we got on here. Let, let people know just how miserable it was for you. Yeah, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, actually, I think it might have been, I think it might have been my worst week ever. Uh, 
like ever, ever. Um, yeah, wasn't was not was not great. I talked myself into my cash lineup, including uh, this is all these are all tinkers like after 1230. I got off of Watson to get on to Dak. I decided that I needed to I, I couldn't I just couldn't miss out on the CEH game. Uh, so I needed to needed to jam him in there. And uh, and Deontay was uh, was also there. So I'm uh, I'm smiling right now, but I was not smiling on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, you know what hurt me? There was the two players that I changed my voice on last week, Matt, that you picked up on, which were Todd Gurley and David Johnson. Uh, I ended up going away from Gurley and staying with Johnson, and it ended up being the wrong thing to do, right? So I think I had Todd Gurley in one of my 20 lineups after I sat here, and he was a guy I brought up. So I got to start to trust myself a little bit more because he ended up paying off. He had his best day that we've seen probably in in two years, Um, and he looked decent. I don't want to say he looks great. He looked decent. But, guys, listen, week five is behind us. Thank God. (laughs) <laughs> we're rolling into week six. Are you sure it doesn't feel like it? It just no. feels like it's still EJ, I want hanging you, over my head here. I want you to take a deep breath. Just breathe. It's also weird because we had Tuesday night football and then there's no Thursday night game. Like this whole everything just seems like this week just seems very like topsy turvy. Like I think salaries came out later than usual. Like everything just seemed Everything just seems off right now. FanDuel can't even figure out like how to put live scoring up, but that's oh, a whole nother conversation. What a colossal mess that was, right? What would you guys rather? Would you rather end the week with a Tuesday game or begin the week with a Thursday game? Why can't we have both? But well, I, we, I have, we could. It's just not when the Bills play in both of them, evidently. Honestly, I'd rather end it on Tuesday. I, I, I think I like that better. What about you? Yeah, well, I, I could go either way. For us East Coast guys, Matt, that seven o'clock start. I, it was eight thirty, and I was like, oh, "It's only oh, halftime." I thought the game yeah. would be starting at eight thirty, so it felt kind of weird. But like I said, guys, that that week is behind us. We're not going to see a Tuesday. We will see a Monday doubleheader. Let's roll into Week Six and see if we can put ourselves into the green. So the first game up, we have a, a fifty again, some high fifties this week. More than ever, we're seeing games with totals of 50-plus points, and we have the Texans and the Titans, the the Tuesday night Titans who came back from COVID break to absolutely demolish the Bills. Uh, That game might have finished closer than it actually was. No, it didn't. It was 42-16. to It was ugly. It was very brutal. But let's let's jump in on the Texans who got their first win, uh, sans their old coach, and Deshaun Watson comes in at $7,000 this week. He jumps right into the thick of things. Uh, but he put up almost 30 points last week, uh, Matt. Is is Deshaun Watson a guy you feel is back to the guy we thought we'd see this year, or do you want to wait and see a little bit longer? I mean, you you kind of had to see that coming just from like a, a narrative perspective. Um, the, the interesting thing to me has really been just the fact that he hasn't really hasn't done much at all on the ground. Um, I guess week one he had a rushing touchdown. Um, and he had two rushes last week for, for like 25 yards, but, uh, that has sort of been, has sort of been missing from his game. Um, either way, um, I really just end up picking my quarterbacks based on, uh, based on the stacks that I'm looking for. And I don't know, um, with the, with the number of lineups that I'm making, I don't know if I'm going to be 
prioritizing, uh, you know, like big stacks of him in my in my three entry max. But TJ might tell me that I'm uh, I'm silly for for not doing that. Thoughts? <laughs> TJ doesn't want to tell you that. Well, well no, I, I I have a hard time. Uh, I'm having a hard time with a coin flip here, and that is who is going to be the highest scoring quarterback in this game. And seeing as we have an 1100 price discrepancy, I think it's a very easy call, and I'll probably be mostly off Watson, but just for safety's sake, we'll play five to ten percent, maybe, but probably more in that five percent range. Well, listen, before we get back to to the Texans side, let's let's go over to Ryan Tannehill, right? So Ryan Tannehill comes at fifty nine hundred dollars. He's probably one of the most logical plays at quarterback for price this week. Ryan Tannehill, since becoming the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, has an 11-3 and record, exactly the same as Patrick Mahomes. He has thrown for 72 less yards than Patrick Mahomes. He has thrown for three more touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes, and he has a higher QB rating. And he is – so if you're playing a Monday night slate, Mahomes comes in at $7,800 this week. The Tannehill's 5900 It's not a couple of games, guys. It's 14 games. Uh, he's out from under Gase. He's performing well, and it's more than a trend at this point. It's it's something I think we have to look into. And at fifty nine hundred dollars, I think he's severely underpriced on this slate. Matt, you like to go with the cheaper quarterbacks? Yeah, I think that's fine. I, I think playing him uh, with AJ Brown and running it back uh, with with one of the receivers from from Houston is totally fine. It's a it's a heck of a lot cheaper. Um, you know, it's like a lot cheaper than than a lot of stacks, and it he's shown that there's a ceiling there. So I'm I'm with it. Yeah, and AJ Brown didn't miss a beat coming back. Uh, stepped right in, looked very yeah. good. Fifty six hundred dollars, and we'll only see that that role grow as weeks come. So I think it's a nice stack you can look at this week. Derrick Henry comes in at a lofty seventy three hundred dollars, but still not crazy. Um, he's he survived on touchdowns last night, you know, and, and tossing. Um, Josh Norman to the ground, which got everybody all excited. But $7,300 against the 23rd ranked run defense. If you're going to pay up in cash, he's a guy you definitely have to consider on a weekly basis. Let's go back over to Brandon Cooks, uh, a guy I know gave me a zero the week before, gave plenty of people a zero the week before at $4,000. And I Matt and I are shaking our heads in unison while you're talking. Sorry, I didn't, go ahead. Well, listen, I, I didn't go back to him. Did any, either one of you guys go back to him this week? No. And he Hell breaks no. the slate. And he breaks the slate at 33.1 points, 12 targets, eight receptions, 161 yards, and a touchdown. I had him in season-long leagues, which were nice, but I had him in nowhere where it was making me money this week. Um you know, you're not trying to get those stacks in there this week, but uh, Matt, but uh, TJ, Cooks and Fuller, Fuller coming in at 6,800. You getting either one of them in this week? I mean, I'm absolutely. This is going to be a very popular game, and I think there's no way we walk away where no one from this game hits. So I, I think even if you're going to be underweight on the game, you have to play the game. And I like Fuller more than Cooks, and I don't think that's really hot. But I mean. The recency bias and the cheaper price, I, I I guess Cooks is fine. It just feels as icky and gross as a play can feel. Uh, as far as the the receivers there with Houston, and I said I'll play some Watson, but I'll definitely play more Tannehill. 
those stacks with Houston, I probably want to run with Derrick Henry. We haven't had a Derrick Henry slate breaker yet this year. And let's be honest, like you said with Tannehill, it's 14 games. We had a sample size, and we had it for the player, both the player and the team. So there were people shocked that they beat on Buffalo like they did. I mean, I certainly wasn't. They arguably have been the best team in football since Tannehill took over at quarterback. So we've seen what Derrick Henry does, and in those games, Tannehill generally doesn't hit the same way. So Henry with Watson makes perfect sense. And then with Watson with stacks, single, double, whatnot, that's the avenue to attack in this game, I believe. Otherwise. Guys, uh, if you're playing Tank either naked, I think you play him naked, no problem. He's a guy you can see having three rushing touchdowns and just no one else hitting. But uh, as far as this game goes, if I'm playing Tanny, I'm going to play some naked and just some single stack with uh, variance on having any opposing stack, game stack. Very interesting. Very well-coached team. Uh, they can't get the... COVID protocols down, but as far as getting, you know, that team properly prepared on the field, Vrabel does a great job every week. All right, let's head over to the surprising Cleveland Browns, surprising to our TJ Calkins, Cleveland's own TJ Calkins. They are taking on the Steelers. This will be a definite proving ground for the Browns. Okay. They beat some teams that we thought they weren't going to beat the last couple of weeks. The Steelers are good. I don't like to ever admit that because it's probably the team I like the least in the NFL, the Steelers, but here's another big number. At 51, um, it's it's a four-point spread in the Steelers' favor. Listen, guys, Kareem Hunt at $6,900 against Pittsburgh's sixth-ranked run defense is probably a, a, a matchup people are going to steer clear of. But listen, Miles Sanders on 11 carries last week put up 80 yards and two touchdowns on this defense. There's no doubt that Kareem Hunt is getting the volume. Okay, all the the Ernest Johnson people who picked them up and thought they'd slide them in there and be cute, which I was one in some season-long leagues, didn't get what they wanted. It's the Kareem Hunt show until Nick Chubb comes back. So, Matt, would you be scared away from the the Pittsburgh defense this week with Hunt, or is it just he's going to get the the volume and you plug him in? Yeah, I mean, I'm not – I'm not a big – I'm not a big matchup guy. Uh I, you know, you just sometimes just got to play the play the right guys, you know, and uh, Kareem Hunt is getting uh, even in, um, you know, a a game like like last week where you figure, you know, it's it's relatively close. He's going to he's going to get a few targets here and there uh, and they're going to run the ball with him. If they get a lead, they're going to just take the air completely out of the ball. and give him a ton of uh, a ton of rushes they they've run two-thirds of their plays with the lead the browns and they uh have a 40 60 uh pass run split when they have the lead uh so they're not shy about giving the ball to their running backs and uh and kareem hunt is gonna see uh, a huge chunk of that work so um yeah i mean i i think that he has uh, a reasonable floor, despite what people will tell you about the matchup, and I'm um, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we saw the floor game last week. I believe he was over 18 DK, and he lost fourth quarter time. Yep. You know he he got tweaked and uh, he hit, but he didn't smash. He truly could smash. And like you said, Matt, it's the role. I mean, the matchup isn't perfect, but so what? You know, targets are going to be targets and. When you're looking at running backs, goal line carries and targets, that's that's where the money is. And he's going to get all of it. 
So I absolutely love Kareem Hunt in this game, and I'll send it back to Sal. I'm sure he wants to lead into Pittsburgh. Or if, uh, if there's anything else on Cleveland here. Well, yeah, I'll get to Pittsburgh in a second. But listen, Travis Fulham, Fulham the, is the G silent. He had 10 for 152 and 1 last week against this Steelers defense. Landry comes in at $4,900, okay? Uh, he's not usually the big play guy, but at $4,900, there are weak spots in that secondary to be found. Um, listen, OBJ is OBJ, and he's going to hit in those random games that he hits in, but at $6,400, he's much more expensive than Landry. So before we move to Pittsburgh, guys, is Landry a guy you want to get into lineups at such a reasonable price this week? You almost did the uh, you almost did the girly voice on. Uh, <laughs> it's close. It's close. I wasn't still. Um, yeah, I think that's fine. I mean, um, like I'm still chasing that dragon. I- I've I've punted off enough money <laughs> off of uh, off not playing Jarvis Landry. Like, why not another week? Um, yeah, I mean the the price is is totally reasonable. Um, I think it really depends on how you think the game goes. If you think that they're that they're going to fall behind and they're going to be forced to pass a little bit more than they probably want to, um, then I think that's fine. Like he's had six target, six or more targets in three of their five games so far, so it's not like he's not seeing the volume. Um, you know, he's he's getting like twenty percent of the team's targets. So if they have to throw a bunch, that is that's going to be fine. But if they somehow get a lead. <laughs> And you're probably looking at like four targets. So it, it really depends on the, the flow of the game. Um, but I think that this should be competitive. And I think that it, it would be reasonable to see him get like a, a seven or eight target game. And at that price, why the hell not? Yeah. So let's get over to that Pittsburgh. TJ, do you want that way? No. All right. Well, let's get over. I have to- a take here. And I, 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 I'm not loving Landry. Uh, he definitely had his biggest usage game of the season last week. He saw nine targets, which uh, if you're watching the game, it didn't feel like it, but that just tied OBJ. OBJ also had nine. Uh, Landry, he stone-handed consecutive passes. And I mean, two passes hit him right in the hands. Drops you don't see Landry make. It was kind of wild to see. You know, it just you watch games and you just expect – certain guys to do certain things properly and then other guys to do things improperly. But with Landry, you're not expecting those balls that hit him in two hands and he drops them. That happened twice. And now we're seeing he's already on the injury report with multiple injuries. OBJ is not. If there's a Browns receiver I want to play this week, it's going to be OBJ over Landry. Well, we're hearing from the Cleveland fan himself right there, but let's get into that aforementioned. Pittsburgh Steelers offense with the aforementioned Chase Claypool. Uh, Listen, he comes in at $5,200, which is cheaper than what we were looking at for Deontay Johnson. So, TJ, does he qualify as an all-caps play against the 27th-ranked wide receiver defense this year? Well, uh, no. Under any circumstance, no. I mean, he's going to be a sound play, but there's a huge variable. Is Deontay going to play? Because as you mentioned, Claypool's 5,200, which is dirt cheap considering the role he'll have if Deontay doesn't play. If Deontay plays, I don't know if you noticed, he's 4,900. <laughs> I don't I care. Tell you what, I kind of wrote him week. off. 
I mean, Juju's a wide receiver at three on that team now. That's crazy. I mean, write that down. It's over. He's a wide receiver three on that team. If Deontay plays at 4,900, I will absolutely lock him again. I'll play 150. I'll play as many lineups as I have to make, and I'll put him in every last one of them. And if he gets hurt again in the first quarter, I'll just come back here and cry again next week. It seems like good therapy. Matt, where you at, buddy? You're muted. You're muted. I pretty much agree with all that. I think that it's just – I just think it's going to end up being whack-a-mole every week with this with this team. I think it's going to go, uh, you know, like whatever you want to say about Juju. Like there are going to be Juju weeks, um, and I don't feel confident uh, saying that I know which is which. Is which. So, um, yeah, I mean, if, if Deontay plays – uh, with no injury designation, and he's forty nine hundred. I'm obviously going to play him again, but um, I'm not going to like it. <laughs> yeah, tread lightly, tread lightly. <laughs> All right, guys, let's. Uh, well, last person I'll mention, Eric Ebron, comes in at forty one hundred dollars again. Uh, if you're looking for not a total punt play at tight end, it's still a, de- you know, a decent amount of money. We'll get to some other guys. I feel who are punt plays this week that are worthy at that's cheaper prices. But Ebron is a guy who's he's getting work there, so it's something to look at. Um, let's head over to the the Ravens. There's and the- hold on. There's an Ebron joke to make here. And I, I've been <laughs> with truth through his whole career, but uh, we have to note he has a hand injury, and if his hands get worse, we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So let's head over to the Ravens and the Eagles at a 47.5 over on the number. Uh, Lamar Jackson comes in at $7,700. He's just the 11th best quarterback on the fantasy football season overall so far. We have not seen an MVP game yet out of him. Matt, is uh, is it possible? I mean, of course it's possible, but – are you expecting it? You're not going to pay up for him. I know that's not your forte, but could you see where maybe – I think he's playing um, tense and tight. I think he's trying to live up to what he did last year, and he's not relaxed. That's what I'm seeing weekly. But what is your opinion, Matt? Yeah, I mean, on on both sides of this game, you have you have offenses that for a variety of reasons, uh, you know, obviously Philly is uh, a, sort of a different – a different animal with all the injuries that they've sustained and everything. But you're just looking at two teams that haven't really figured it out this year. Like they, they don't look like in the flow of, of an offense. Like they just, neither team looks like they're like doing what they want to be doing. Um, this game also projects to be uh, pretty slow. It looks like, uh, like one of the bottom two, uh, neutral situation pace games. And that's something that I'm kind of not terribly interested in. So I could see stacking Lamar with, with Andrews. Um, I feel like that'll be, you know, compared to what, what our expectation was coming into the year. I think that it's going to be way more contrarian than, than we probably would have thought it would be coming into the year. Um, and uh, like, he's kind of the, the only guy, like the backfield's a mess. Um, I guess you could you could take a flyer on Brown, um, but like the, the, those are your only options to play with Lamar. Um, 
there there's just there's not a whole lot else there to love um and you're you're paying for those guys so you really have to uh you have to make a decision and find some value elsewhere yeah if you're going to pay up for one of the two of them i think it makes the most sense to pay up for for mark andrews right he's going it's the 30th ranked tight end defense and we saw our lowly tyler higby put up three touchdowns on his defense this year and two weeks ago we saw the the george kittle monster 15 uh, 15 reception 183 yard touchdown game against this defense so it, i they're both at 6500 and brown has been uh coming along he got his first touchdown a week ago he saw his most targets on the season a week ago and he does have 375 yard plus games uh this year but still if i was going to pay for either one of them it would be andrews uh tj what's your opinion you're dead on there brother i mean uh we know that Philly just had no, no, no answer for Kittle whatsoever. And granted, Andrews is kind of a different player. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think he's also an exceptional player, but a different player. But it, it, Andrews is literally the only player on Baltimore I want to play at all. And if you're already paying up for Andrews, it just really becomes a weird lineup if you try to pay up for Lamar as well. So... For stacking purposes, I don't think it works. I don't really want to do it, but I'll definitely have uh, a good bit of Andrews this week where I'm paying up at tight end. So we spoke before, um, Matt, you said you, you don't really look at matchups if the volume is right and the player's right. And and that brings us to Miles Sanders, who comes in at $6,600. And he's, he, he's become matchup proof, in, in my opinion. He stepped up into that upper echelon of running backs and at $6,600, it's a really a nice price. Um, he put up 23.9 a week ago in, in what was considered a tough matchup. So uh, cash lineups is Miles Sanders, a guy you'd like to uh, put in there, Matt. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely have him uh, in, uh, you know, like a, a three max lineup or two, not, not entirely sure uh, necessarily for cash, just cause I'm not, uh, I don't know. I, I think there's a couple, I think there's really like two different cash builds that, that are sort of feasible right now. And having, having a $6,600 running back in the middle of that is really great in one and really awful in the other. <laughs> um, so you kind of have to decide which way you're going to go. If you're going to get a little bit cheaper and get a little crazy, uh, or if you want to, uh, just, you know, just like pay up for, for the, the stud guys. Um, but my, like he's, he has the seventh highest opportunity share. He's fourth in snap share among running backs. Like he's actually on the field the whole time. Uh, he's going to continue to get work as long as he's healthy. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm perfectly, perfectly fine playing the only like functioning part of the Eagles offense right now. <laughs> Yeah, that's a mouthful because Zach Ertz, who's who's down at five thousand dollars, which is kind of crazy. You don't picture him down there, but he he's earned that five thousand. In fact, he hasn't earned to be that high. Is the problem? I I don't have yeah, any notes. I don't have any notes next to his name. I just have the green emoji where the guy looks like he's getting sick. That's all I put down. Yeah, for, don't worry. Zach Ertz. He, he was in my cash lineup too, so it was it was oh. totally fine. Oh my god, TJ! Before we move out of this game. Uh, we brought up Travis Fulham before $4,400. I think this is a, a sucker bet where people go back to him this week. It's not a, a good matchup for him, and I don't picture him get, putting up anything near uh, those numbers last week. So uh, for $4,400, it's still not a guy you want to get in this week. What's your opinion? 
No, I tend to agree with that. Um, he, I don't think you can completely fade him, especially after the volume we saw last week. I mean, anyone can hit with that kind of volume. But he, be, you know, being priced at 4400 that's fine too. You can't be without him if you're making 150 uh, you can take a stand if you're making 20. I, I would say don't take that stand, play a little bit. But if you really want a leverage play on Philly, Greg Ward is still, he still saw five targets last week. He's cheaper. Um, I, obviously, we're assuming DJX is out here because I don't know, the corpse of DJX is out every week. And even if he isn't, he ends up being out during the game. But yeah, Sanders. He had all that usage the first two first two games. Second two games, it kind of kind of quelled a little bit as they tried to get other players involved. And you're a hundred percent right on Ertz. Looks not right. I mean, he's definitely not right. And I don't believe he's the tight end one on that team anymore. But we won't find out until uh, Goddard is no longer injured. It just feels like a gross spot. And with the way Wentz has been running the ball. I only want to play Wentz naked or Wentz with Ward in just a handful of lineups, and now and my Eagles uh, diatribe. Yeah, and it looks like the team itself feels like he's no longer the number one tight end, which is why they've they've held out from the contract. They're so decimated with injuries too. Like this is still just a shell of what they're going to be in say two months. You know, I, I, I really. Th- I didn't tell you guys my one uh, my one big claim to fame this year was I put a, a $20 bet on Wentz to rush for the first touchdown of the game on that Sunday night game, and he, it hit for $580 on the $20 bet. So that was that's my that's my one big uh, payoff so far this year, but I'll take it. I like finding those, those random tight end scores. All right, guys, let's move on to the Washington football team taking on the, the New York Giants, Maddie's own New York Giants. With a, with a total of 43. Guys, Kyle Allen at $5,100. He didn't manage to rush for a touchdown before leaving with a shoulder injury. This kid finally gets a chance to get into a game. He gets banged up. We saw uh, Alex Smith come in and not look great, but it was great to see. I, if, if nothing else this past weekend, that was the most fun thing to watch. But I don't think this is a place where you want to save money uh, and get Kyle Allen into a lineup. I don't, I don't know if either one of you guys have an opinion on it, but, uh, when I get to you, you could get to that. But a- Antonio Gibson at, at $5,500 had his lowest score since week one. And he showed up on the injury report on Wednesday with a toe issue. So this is something you should definitely be keeping an eye on. He went up, uh, $500 this week from where he was last week off of not a good performance. And I did mention last week, uh, J.D. McKissick and J.D. McKissick cutting into the targets, which would not completely make Gibson a bad play, but would limit his actual ceiling. And listen, McKissick at $4,400, he saw eight targets last week. He caught seven of them, and he actually out, ended up outscoring Gibson for the week. I'm not telling you to play McKissick unless, for some reason, Gibson is ruled out of this game because there are points to be scored against this Giants defense. So McKissick at 4400 in my opinion, guys, is a player to be looked at should Gibson be ruled out. Uh, Matt, what is your opinion on that? Yeah, I think that's fine. I, I weathered the uh, I weathered the Kyle Allen injury, and the only slate I cashed on was the early slate with uh, with a Kyle Allen Gibson stack. So that was I felt like I kind of got some uh, some Sclancy bucks back uh, on that one. So that kind of helped. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, look, you're you're right. 
in that, uh, you know, McKissick is also seeing targets, but like, you know, Gibson was only on the field for 30 snaps and he saw 16, uh, 16 opportunities, saw 11 rushes and five targets. Um, I, I do think that he, uh, you know, if, if he could just, you know, God forbid he stay on the field, uh, (laughs) they want to use him. Um, but yeah, I mean, McKissick has has eight targets uh, in each of the last two weeks. Like, it, it, you can't just be like, "Nah, we're good." If Gibson's out, like, I'm definitely gonna have way too much of of McKissick. Uh, and uh, we can, you know, we can replay this clip next week uh, <laughs> when when I'm saying how I had my worst, my next worst DFS week ever. <laughs> you know, listen, consistency, consistently beating your worst week is probably not what you want is a successful yeah. DFS player, but Hey, there is something to be said for consistency. TJ, uh, Terry McLaurin is at $5,700. It seems like a steal. He's coming off of a bad game. Uh, not a good game, not his fault. <laughs> More than likely there's the, a QB, uh, merry-go-round right now. But, um, is he, a, I know how much you like him. Is he a guy you want to get back in there at 5,700? I don't know that this, the Giants have actually done a good job against the passing game this year. So, I, I don't know if it's a glowing matchup. Yeah, um, I'm definitely going to play him. I'm not going to come close to locking him, and I'm not going to come close to fading him. He's just a good enough play that you have to have exposure to, but not someone that you're, you're going to consider you know, going overweight on heavily or not someone you're going to fade completely. As far as the rest of the people in this game, let me go back to Gibson. I understand uh, he's got a high opportunity share there. But we were talking about running backs before and goal line carries and targets. And uh, I think Gibson is getting both. And we're looking at a spot where they have a real shot to be playing from ahead against this Giants team. And if he's getting those carries, then he's the guy I want, especially the goal line carries. And if he's out, I want Peyton Barber over McKissick. Uh, I know that's (laughs) really gross, but – I don't think there's a true ceiling for McKissick. You know, he just gets those dump-offs. And I guess if you're looking for a floor play, he's probably sound with that. And it's also worth noting, he's had that little target spike the last couple of weeks while the tight end Logan Thomas has gone down. I don't know if that's going to be a consistent theme, but I think uh, that could easy be, easily turn out being just a two-game variance thing. I think this is the first time in, in six weeks – that I did not write Logan Thomas down. I, I, I'm done. I quit him. I was on him, but you know, you, as I said last week, Trey Burton is my new, is my new thing. He's my new it thing. There's another tight end later. I'm going to bring up that uh, I'm liking the upswing on. I just, I also just want to say before this, before we move off this game, the giants have lost to Nick Mullins. They have lost to Andy Dalton. There's a zero percent chance that they're beating Kyle Allen. It's <laughs> it's just not in their DNA. They lose to backup quarterbacks. Like it's their job. It's this is the easiest uh, easiest money line play you'll ever uh, you'll ever find in your life. <laughs> well, I, I got T. I think that takes us off from McKissick. That was easy. <laughs> Listen, before we do jump out of here, we just to touch on the Giants side. The only two people I think you're looking at again, it's Slayton and Ingram. Again, listen, Ingram, oddly enough, had uh, more carries than 
receptions last week. He had two carries in this game, but he did rush for a touchdown, which uh, just really threw a lot of people off, especially the people Thanks, who Jason threw, <laughs> threw Devonta Freeman in there. But um, Washington is a bottom three tight end defense. So if you're looking for someone at $4,900, it's probably kind of pricey for Ingram uh, right now. But Slayton had the game that we thought he would. He didn't find the end zone, but uh, Evan Daniel targets, Jones he, throws to him. Yeah. Daniel Jones is allergic to passing touchdowns. That's it. <laughs> I hate him. I hate him so much. Well, we're we're going to move on to the Falcons and the Vikings. Um, wow. Uh, so you were a few weeks in here. We've gotten rid of some of TJ's most hated coaches. Uh, Dan Quinn is finally not a coach in the NFL, and I'm not sure that he will ever get a head coaching who's, job again. Who's left, TJ? Who, who else are we waiting on? And Carol. Ah, Carol. Well, and not Carol, going man. Well, yeah, thanks, Russ. I mean, you're too good <laughs> to get this asshole fired. <laughs> Listen, it's it's uh we're gonna miss that Seattle team this week. Um it's that, that they've been putting up the points. We're not gonna get them this week, but hey, at least we get out of the way and we have them the rest of the way after this. Listen, Matt Ryan is somebody you should not have anywhere near lineups ever. I can't believe that they're still charging you sixty six hundred dollars for this guy. It's just been so a brutal to watch, but Calvin Ridley uh, showed back up this past week. Listen, he is the second highest priced wide receiver on a slate now that Devontae Adams is healthy at 8,000. But I mean, you can't argue with the numbers. It's been only one bad week, but he's been putting up, you know, numbers in the thirties consistently. Now Julio is not practicing again. Uh, they're probably going to go slow with Julio. I, I don't know what to expect there. Uh, Matt, do you want to pay up for Ridley? Is that just too much, $7,800 in this offense? I mean, it, no, it's not too much. Like, it again, it, it's the same the same story as last week. Like, the they just are refusing to to price anybody up. Like, you can you can pretty reasonably fit, um, you know, multiple of the of the top priced guys at each position. Um, because they, you know, who's the who's the most expensive guy on the main slate? Adams. Yeah, healthy. The most expensive healthy guy is Adams. Yes, yeah. like it's just you you can do whatever you want. Like Ridley at seventy eight hundred for the ceiling that um, that he's provided so far. Like how how could you how could you say that you don't want to play him? Um, I mean, besides the the Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> the Matt Ryan part of the equation. Um, but e- e- either way, he's still been doing this with a, uh, a, a pretty, pretty poor quarterback play. So um, if he's going to keep seeing double digit targets when he's healthy, which he has in, in four of the five weeks. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to keep finding ways to, uh, to fit him in, whether that's just a cheap defense or a cheap tight end. Like it, that's all you need to do. You have to make one, uh, one punt decision to to fit him in and and then you're fine what about you tj i know you're not a ridley guy i'm not and you know just looking at what he's done obviously the ceilings there the multiple touchdown games are a true possibility but i think to pay this price for him you're essentially counting on that multiple touchdown game uh you look at uh three games ago not the dud game but uh i believe it was like five for 110 uh against chicago Penny 7,800 and getting that return, you are not ahead of the field. You're behind the field getting that. You need at least a score and that bonus. And granted, I'll give you, it's probably likely 
those Minnesota corners are trash. But if they uh, they kind of roll some coverage with the safeties, it's dicey. And I don't, I don't have a pivot to go off of. I think Ridley's fine enough, I guess. I just... I, I guess I just feel like I can do better with the salary than paying the seventy eight hundred for Ridley. Where are you at, so? Yeah, I've I, you know what I seemingly have never been a Ridley guy. He's one of those guys who I keep not playing anywhere. I never draft him. In season long leagues, I own him in zero dynasty leagues. So it's a guy that slips past me. It's no doubt that the numbers are there. Like like Matt said, the the floor is is really. Solid. It's just somebody I always seem to scroll past. So I'd probably lean a little bit more towards you, TJ, and especially since we have some reasonably priced wide receivers on this slate. Um, as we referred to him last week as Oz from the ATL, he did not live up to the the pop game that we hoped at 3000 Uh, But listen, at $3,200, is he this week's Brandon Cooks? Is he the guy who a lot of people are going to go away from and might actually, if Julio Jones doesn't play, mind you, because it looks like Gage's role has kind of fallen back from what it was the first couple of weeks. Uh, Matt, do you think there's a shot that he could be the surprise player this week? I mean, I'm not I, I'm not paying uh, American dollars to find out. <laughs> I'm with you. I kind of I felt, I mean, I, I was trying to lead you there, but I, I felt the same way. But so uh, Todd Gurley at $6,300 is probably now getting priced a little bit too high. $5,700, it was cute last week. $6,300, uh, like, like TJ says, he's got to get you two touchdowns to uh, return value on that. Play Gurley one more time this year, next time they play Carolina. <laughs> That's it. Play everybody against Carolina when you when you, when you got a running game for sure. Hayden Hurst missed practice on Wednesday with a back issue. That's something to keep an eye on. That could make some of the other targets in this offense a little bit more viable. Let's shoot over to the uh, Vikings side where the Vikings have actually started to become a, a worthwhile team to play in, in fantasy again. Uh I don't know if you're going to go with Kirk Cousins. I mean, he comes in at $6,100. It's the 27th ranked quarterback defense. I mean, you could do worse uh, on this slate, Matt. Is Kirk Cousins do anything for you? I mean, whatever. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm not going to play Kirk Cousins. Um, the the thing that I just – I like, if my son wasn't asleep right above uh, where I'm recording right now that I would be screaming about is like – Alexander Madison is $7,200 and they have the audacity to price Aaron Jones at 7,600. Like I just literally cannot figure out what the hell is going on at DraftKings HQ when they're making these prices. Like it has to just be those like toy monkeys that crash the symbols together, just like accidentally banging on keys. Like there's no other explanation for this. It's like completely ridiculous at like 70, like what, what is happening right now? Like well, <laughs> why? why? Remember Kareem Hunt was $6,600. Kareem Hunt like, a proven running back in this league. Who's done it this year. Right. And like, and even before Chubb, like he, he at least had a role, right? Like Madison has been on the field for like, 10 to 15 snaps at the most all year until last week. And that's only because cook got hurt and they ran 87 plays. <laughs> like 
it's just it's just super super frustrating um but i am curious to see where madison's ownership uh comes in at at that point because i mean i i would love i would love nothing more than to than to fade a high-owned alexander madison at seventy two hundred dollars <laughs> what about you tj what are you doing with the vikings i i don't i have no interest I think this total is ridiculous. I don't think that there's any way it gets to 55. Why? With Atlanta, all things are possible. <laughs> I don't care if Quinn's going or not. That defense is still a pile of trash. You know, it's, it's just like a, a whatever pace. Too, you know, you know it's, it, they're they're not going to run a ton of plays. They don't real like I don't know. I, I don't I don't see 55 here. There there are multiple games on the slate that I think would would be more high scoring than this. I think you're right that if Madison is going to have ownership, then he's a perfect fade. I mean, uh, almost almost must fade as opposed to paying that price. But the Minnesota passing game, hey, I, I don't mind Cousins, man. I'm fine with that. Thielen is pricey, but uh, I would take him even up over Ridley this week in that same game. And the one player that jumps out, I mean, we've been talking about tight ends against these Falcons. This is it. Irv Smith is min price. He's 2,500. 2,500. 72.7% of the pass plays he ran routes on last week, and he caught four for 64. And, I mean, if we're, I mean, if we're doing, like, uh, opponent, this opponent, basically mixed martial arts math that we do in different, another sport, that, that translates to about 48 points against the uh, Falcons, if my math is correct. <laughs> well, they've given up seven touchdowns to tight ends this year. I mean, they've given up touchdowns to that position. He had two uh, plus 20-yard receptions last week, big plays, and, and Kyle Rudolph's on the field more but to block at this point. So, yeah, the Irv Smith was my my Trey Burton of this week. And I, I know we uh, we got Matt. We got you to put him in a lineup, Trey Burton, last week. It wasn't terrible. We'll get to that game in a second. He wasn't terrible. But, yeah, if I'm – if I'm looking for a minimum play at tight end, I could definitely do a hell of a lot worse than Irv Smith Jr. Just to, to tack on to what TJ said, two back-to-back 29-point weeks for Adam Thielen. So if a little bit cheaper than Ridley, he's putting up similar numbers the last couple of weeks. And here's the thing on Smith, though. If we get a script where the Vikings are ahead, well, then the guy we faded, Madison, he's going to smash, and Irv Smith's going to do nothing. So, you know – the Vikings are a fairly easy team to track when they're playing with the lead, which I know is rare. Yeah. All right, Maddie, take it away, sir. Yeah, I want to tell you guys about our two sponsors for tonight. Our first one is a familiar one, Bet Online. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. They're going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win this season. You got game spreads, you got totals, you have team and player props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures. You just need to head over to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet online are your online sports book experts. And our other presenting sponsor tonight is Indeed. Even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. 
Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because they get you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account whenever you need to, and there are no long-term contracts. You have sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire uh, than the competitors. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through the end of 2020. All right. Let's uh, let's, let's keep Blank going with this. Glorious. Special attention to that last ad read. Yeah, they got uh, they, they they definitely have a uh, quite the search on their hands. I'm sure some people that listen to the show think that they could coach uh, better than Dan Quinn. <laughs> um. Me? Maybe? I don't know. Anyway, let's get back into the games. We are now going to go to the Detroit Lions taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Another high total, 54.5 in this game. Listen, uh, there's going to be points going this game. Evidently, Vegas believes that, and they're usually right, usually. So another cheap quarterback option this week at $6,300 is is Matt Stafford. Uh, He's got his weapons back. Everybody's pretty much healthy there now. So uh, TJ is Matt Stafford, a guy at $6,300. You'd be, you'd consider getting into lineups this week. Yeah, he's just okay. I I mean, I would play him not really excited about it. Uh, I do want the Detroit passing game, at least one piece. I want the best piece. I want Galladay. I think he's going to absolutely smash this week. Uh, He should be completely healthy. He should have full roll. That means double-digit targets. That means a touchdown or two, and that means likely a DK bonus. I think it's as simple as that. Uh, Galladay is going to be a guy I am extremely overexposed to this week. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I will I will have Galladay in every, uh, every one of my lineups, probably accompanied with, uh, you know, maybe maybe one lineup with Stafford, and say i don't know maybe maybe like chark on the way back um but definitely gonna have a fair bit of of kenny g yeah tj hawkins it's a nice uh, nice matchup at a fifty three hundred dollars uh, probably priced a little too high for uh for him because he's kind of sort of touchdown dependent to get those numbers so while he's played better this year fifty three hundred is a little bit too much let's go over to the jacksonville side james robinson at $6,800, had a downish game for the fantasy football community. But uh, he's got a good matchup here. What we should be looking at is his usage. And while he he's – we talked all beginning of the season about him getting all the carries. The last three weeks he's got six, four, and five receptions. So he's starting to see plenty of targets and receptions now. So he's a guy at $6,800, probably still priced pretty well in a good matchup, TJ. Yeah, I like him a lot. Uh, I, I worry if you just watch the descending point totals each week uh, and more targets, whether the team is just falling off a cliff and he kind of needs those carries, those rushing touchdowns to truly keep hitting. And maybe as a rookie in the league, and he could be plateauing 
it's a real worry, I guess, but it doesn't take away from the fact that he is a great player this week and he's the best player on the jet, best play on the Jags. But uh, you mentioned Chark, Matt. I don't think he's going to play. Uh, that ankle, I think, is a problem. And I, from what I understand, he could miss more than one game. Uh, maybe I missed a more recent report, but I'm worried about Chark. And with that being the case, I think Keelan Cole comes into play. Yeah, it's a new injury, the ankle injury. He, you know, when he missed that Thursday night game, it was a, a chest injury a couple of weeks ago. So now this is a whole different injury. He did not practice on Wednesday. Keelan Cole was the guy that stepped in that night uh, who got a ton of targets, just couldn't catch them that night. So let's hope that he's got that out of his system because that would be a real nice play. Um, I was going to bring up LaVisca Chenault, the other rookie in this offense, at $5,200. Listen, he hasn't had the big, big game yet. He does have back-to-back 14-point weeks without a touchdown. So if he could continue that production and find the end zone, he could really pay off nicely, Matt. Uh, what are your feelings on the receivers in Jacksonville? Yeah, I mean, my my season-long team certainly hope that, that Visca starts finding the end zone. Um, I mean, yeah, I... I I definitely, definitely miss the, that chart didn't practice at all today. Um, I mean, it's Wednesday night, so we'll see, we'll see how that progresses or if that progresses. But, uh, if he doesn't play, then I would definitely, uh, I would definitely lean towards getting, uh, you know, playing Visca as like a correlation play with, uh, like a Stafford Galladay stack type of thing. That's, that's where I would go. All right, well, let's hit the Bengals and the Colts. Uh, Colts, I, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when I say are probably the best defensive team in the league so far this year. Uh, been very impressive. And the Bengals are coming off for a game where we saw Joe Burrow put up a 6.3 uh, last week. So if you tried to go sneaky thinking, hey, it's you know it's not a bad matchup with the Ravens as it may seem, and, and he's going to put up some points. Well, it did not happen. Um, I know that uh, I, I was looking at T. Higgins in some spots and it wasn't a terrible game, but it wasn't anything to help us win any big money. So uh, even Mixon, who had the, the slight breaking biggest game of the year for a running back, maybe outside Aaron Jones uh, two weeks ago, came back to earth, plenty of, plenty of touches, plenty of value, plenty of targets, but just n- no, no, no numbers to speak of. So I'm personally probably off of the Bengals this week, guys. Is, is there anybody on the Bengals? That you uh, you want to get in the lineups this week? I think I'm just gonna lock in AJ Green and call it a day. You oh know? boy, <laughs> just threw up <laughs> in my mouth a little bit. No, I mean, if anybody, I, I would I would likely uh, likely play Boyd, but I don't. Um, I'm not like making a concerted effort to get there. What does TJ have to say about Boyd? <clears throat> Well, not only am I passing on the Bengals, I'm just passing on this game period. I mean, the Colts defense, I'll pay up for that. That's fine, but that's literally it for me. Uh, Are you playing anyone, Sal? Yeah, I I mean, maybe I go back to Burton at 3,100. He saw six targets last week. He caught five of them, and uh, Mo Alley-Cox is banged up with a knee issue and probably uh, at risk of not playing this game. Doyle doesn't scare me, so that might be the only That's completely fair on Burton. That's my bad. I just was eager to move past this game. Sorry. <laughs> well, listen, let's go. Let's get past it because we have some more intriguing games 
to get to. And I don't know that the Bears or the Panthers are that game at a 44.5 total, but we it's here. It's on the slate. We got to talk about it. Um, I don't think you're playing Nick Foles at $1,500. I think the interesting play here, because um, as TJ said before, play – Play your, your running backs against the Carolina Panthers is David Montgomery at $5,800. Goes against this poor uh, Carolina defense. And with Tariq Cohen out last week, he he got eight targets and he caught seven of them for 30 yards. Not, big, not a big yardage total on the receptions, but seven points in receptions. And he did find the end zone carrying a ball. So, uh, Matt, Montgomery seems like a really good priced guy to get into your lineups this week. Yeah, I think I think you could probably uh, probably make an argument for including him in a cash build. Um, you know, if if they're gonna if they're gonna keep throwing it to him, then that's a totally different ball game than the the beginning of the year. The first couple weeks, he was only seeing like two or three targets, and now he's seen you know at least a half dozen targets in the last two games. So um, I think that that's fine. I'm I'm very curious uh, about sort of whether TJ is going to Allen Robinson and uh, thoughts on one Mr. Mike Davis, because if we are, if we're excited about uh, Miles Sanders, then we got to be pretty excited about Mike Davis. Oh, hold on. We're not excited about Miles Sanders, (laughs) but uh, honestly uh, of the two backs in this game, I do prefer Montgomery. Uh, I like the price a lot better. It's it's less prohibitive, but I think they're both fantastic plays. Uh, my top play for each side in this game is the running back. But uh, A-Rob, I believe, is now going to be a weekly play, uh, matchup independent. It doesn't matter. He has to be a part of your build. But uh, this week, uh, Montgomery will be a larger part for me on the Chicago side. Robinson had 16 targets last week. I knew he had 10 catches, but I didn't realize he had 16 targets. Yeah, And there you have it every single week. Oh man, that's, that's just, that's just chef's kiss right there. Um, but yeah, like, can you imagine being like, now guys, like really, I really think that running backs matter. I think that, I think that, that there are certain running backs that make a difference. And then you see Mike Davis just be Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I mean, literally 10 targets this past week and he caught nine of them. Um, as, as long as McCaffrey's out, you plug him in. Coach Coach Rule said that as of right now, they don't expect to activate Christian McCaffrey this week. So you're probably another week away. Uh, So get Mike Davis in there while he's priced in an area that will be between twelve to fifteen hundred dollars less than you'll see McCaffrey. Wait, wait, he's two hundred dollars less than Alexander Madison. (laughs) That is fantastic. (laughs) That is truly fantastic. Um, Oh God. Guys, real quick on the passing game here. DJ Moore, four for 93, had a long touchdown. Most of the production came on that touchdown pass. He's at $5,900. But TJ said it last week. That he's concerned that it's it's uh, there's a number one wide receiver there, and it's, it's Robbie Anderson. 13 targets last week after 11 the week before. And regardless of Moore's long touchdown, he outscored DJ Moore again. So – Robbie Anderson's uh, approaching lock into cash lineup status, Matt. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, there, there's nothing better that you can do for your career than get away from Adam Gase. That's <laughs> been that's been very clear 
uh, for for a couple different situations now. Um, yeah, look, I mean, I, I think that they can. I think they can both be viable. I think they are both going to be valuable in certain weeks. But you can't like you can't just be like, nah, I'm not playing Robbie Anderson. Like he's, he's just seeing too much work and it's, it's, you know, it's valuable work. They're, they're high, uh, you know, high probability targets. And he, you know, he has something with Bridgewater that you can't really, uh, necessarily quantify, but it's there. And, uh, if you're just going to be like, no, it's Robbie Anderson, then you're a fish and you just need to send me head to heads. Uh, TJ, anything before we move on to the Broncos and the Patriots? No, i on board with everything there. Ian Thomas, $2,900, decent matchup against the 24th-ranked tight end defense. Again, a, a, you know, a cheap tight end option for you. I think we're just playing Irv. Yeah, if we're going down there, it's definitely Irv. Irv, I love it. Beautiful. All right, Broncos and Patriots is a big uh, plus 10 number here. The Broncos are getting 10 points in a 45-point total, which means we don't expect the Broncos to score a lot of points in this game. Uh, Melvin Gordon graced us with the first DUI of the season uh, for an NFL player, so I don't understand that. I mean, it's COVID times. We understand all the issues that are going out. He was out somewhere driving drunk, so – it's not See a See what Driscoll and Rippon will do to a man? Yeah, instead of driving a man to drink. Um, it's not a great matchup against the Patriots run defense, but if he he's going to miss the game. They're saying nothing's been determined yet. He's going to miss this game and likely the four to follow it or three to follow it. Philip Lindsay at $4,300 should see a lot of work in this game. Is he somebody you want to get in against this Patriots defense, Matt? I mean, yeah, if if – if Gordon isn't playing at all, um, I, I think you can, I think you could take a stab there. I don't, I don't know necessarily that I'm going to be like, let me, uh, let me throw him into my cash lineup. But I think you, you definitely need uh, some exposure just because how many viable, how many $4,300 starting running backs are there? Like we had Dalvin cook die and Alvin Madison is, you know, $3,000 more expensive than Lindsay. So, um, and it's a similar ish situation. So, um, I, I think, I think you could probably make, make an argument for a flyer. there. not like not a lock button play by any means, but, um, yeah, I would probably throw them in a lineup. Uh, I'm on the other side. I, I think there's almost zero chance that they hold Melvin out this week. Okay. Uh, we're looking at a situation where we know for a fact the league is going to take games away and for the team to just pile on top of that when they know the future games are coming. I don't think that makes a whole lot of sense, especially without letting the legal process play out. Um, if he's out, though, like you said, 4,300, sure, I'm in. I mean, I hate Lindsay, but sure, I'm absolutely 100% in. Uh, even if Regardless of that side, though, if we flip to the other side of the ball and uh, on Denver, I don't think there's a single passing game player I want to play under any circumstance. But uh, on the other side of the ball, I, I think Damian Harris is completely at play, particularly in a game that they are uh, protecting a lead. Where you guys at on that? Yeah, we've seen him get 17 carries for exactly 100 yards before the uh, impromptu bye week that came up. Um, so – yeah, I believe he's at five thousand dollars. It's um, it's a, a great play, Matt. What do you feel? 
it's just it's just not my brand. <laughs> I can't I can't in good conscience uh, play somebody on DraftKings.com that is not going to catch a ball that is thrown in the air. Well, he's not, not even Tony. We don't know for sure. I mean, we kind of know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, listen. Yeah, we'll, fair, have to, fair. <laughs> we'll have to bring back the, uh, the 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 host matchup this week. The three team, the three play host matchup, and uh, TJ will have to put Harris in, and Matt will not. And we'll see how that goes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> right, let's make let's let's all three make 150. <laughs> Oof, I don't know if I got the time. Okay, if, if you have to if you have to lock in Harris in all 150, then fine. Uh, this is oh, off the rails now. Off the rails completely. <laughs> only other note we could have is that Cam Newton will be back at practice on Thursday and at sixty five hundred dollars is kind of a cheapish play at quarterback. So, and uh, Cam's one of those guys who you could play naked. So uh, I don't love a lot of the pass targets in this game for him, but uh, something to consider to build some lineups around. Wait, we, we got Demir bird week snatched from us last week. Sal, it was just delayed a week. Oh, okay. Well, listen, what is he coming in at, Matt? I don't have him down. He's 3,500. Oh, well, listen, let's stack away. Him and Irv, and then you just do whatever else you want. Guys, there's, I, I, am I wrong? There's only two late games this week. There's only two games on, on the 4 o'clock slate this mm-hmm. week, and uh, the first one is a doozy. The old NFC – I'm sorry, AFC East uh, rivalry with the Adam Gaseless Jets. I mean, no, he's still there. That's right. I'm sorry. It was Le'Veon Bell they chose to get rid of. What a smart team they are over there in uh, in Jetsville. Adam Gase still there. Le'Veon Bell. Listen, Le'Veon Bell was an absolute jerk and a tool, and he deserves to be sent out of there, but they should have both been sent uh, away. It's just I feel so bad. When, when Giant fans are laughing at Jet fans like Matt is doing right now, you know things are bad. Don't worry. We're going to lose to Kyle Allen this week, so you'll uh, you'll feel better no matter what happens. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, listen, the last four weeks, here are his numbers. 27.3, 25.2, 26.3, and 30.6. He's $5,900. The rumor was that Tua might be coming soon, but he's putting that off. He's saying no goddamn way. I'm continuing to play here. And we've seen, we've seen other mediocre quarterbacks have good games against this Jets offense. So TJ, is Ryan Fitzpatrick a guy you could picture going back to the well with this week? Without question. I mean, there's just no denying what he's doing. He's playing. He's not playing at the highest of levels, but he's playing at a level that's getting it done. Uh, We finally saw Preston Williams get involved last week, which means there's multiple receivers to go with. Uh, Gaskin is pretty established here as well. You have a lot of options on this Miami offense this week, and Fitzpatrick's actually a guy you could easily double stack with if you so choose. And I know we'll get there, but there isn't obvious game stack on the other side too <laughs> well definitely get there but uh gaskin uh they jordan howard was a scratch last week a healthy scratch and so now gaskin's getting goal line work he had five receptions he is w- one of the few true all-around backs that we have in the nfl right now that's miles gaskin people uh maddie before we get over to the the obvious stack as tj called it <laughs> you have anything to add about the dolphins uh, no, no, that's it. I it's it's obvious in the sense that there's literally nobody else to play that wears a green uniform. <laughs> 
So go ahead, TJ. <laughs> oh, you guys can't laugh again. You laughed last nope. week. Nope, I'm done laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Jamison Crowder. Still only 6,100. Uh, still one of the most secure roles uh, for a wide receiver in football. And I know that's gross to say. I know it's an Adam Gase team. Uh, I know we're going to probably get Flacco again. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Crowder, uh, I believe, oh, no, he got a second touchdown of the season last week. Uh, his floor games so far this season have been 10 targets, 7 catches, 104 yards, uh, no touchdown in one game. But he's hit the DK bonus in every game. He's had double-digit targets in every game. That's going to continue, and he's going to continue to produce and at a high catch count because he's not a guy that's going to do 4 for 100. He's a guy that's going to do 8 for 100. So we're just going to keep playing Crowder every week, every single week. And, I mean, he's... Matt, you're going to hate this. He's essentially A-Rob, but cheaper. Ooh, well, that's that, a stink face. If you're listening to even, this. That's not, not even remotely true. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, let's see. If it does. If it happens one more week, I might have to start taking TJ's out of that. But, yeah, uh, 10, 10, and 13. Those are his targets in the three games that he played this year. And uh, 28.6, 20.4, and 27.5 DK totals. Um, so just really – Really paying off for for his cost so far this year. Let's let's get to the last game. Can on we this. even note that his best game was with Flacco? Stud. Yeah, a, Crowder stud. What a guy. That's what a guy. Super Bowl champion Joe Flacco. Uh, the final game on the week. Oh, wait, game. real quick. Worth noting, Chris Hogan is also on IR, so you don't have to worry about that target competition. Sure, Just wanted it. to make sure we got that note in there. All right, so the Bar- Braxton Berrios uh, breakout continues. Oh, my well, God. Imagine if Berrios has, like, a Claypool game this week. How bad would you be? <laughs> I mean, it's not that it couldn't happen. <laughs> it is I Miami. Think, so. I think the guy you have to keep an eye on again is Jeff Smith. We brought him up. He saw a lot of targets, including he dropped a touchdown. He dropped passes last week. One was in the end zone. Um, but he saw a, lot, a decent amount of targets. So that's the uh, guy. Yeah, I'm I'm not like a I'm not like a team watch the tape kind of guy, but he saw I mean, he had to have seen at least 3 end zone targets last week. Uh it, I was like, "Holy shit. Like what's yeah. happening?" Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last game on the slate is a, another high total and this one seems a little bit more justified than yeah. some of the other ones at 54 Point five, and that is the Green Bay Packers, fresh off of a rest, uh, a bye week, taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Devontae Adams is healthy; he's ready to roll. He comes in as the highest priced player on a slate at eight thousand dollars. We've seen we could do TJ. Does the eight thousand dollar price tag scare you off? I mean, no. I, I think he's safe, but I'm not going to play an egregious amount of him at that price. Um, we've now seen the emergence of Tanyan and it very much feels like he's going to be the second option on this offense going forward in the passing game, uh, at least in a two A two B situation with the backs. And I don't even know if you can put Aaron Jones up there because Jamal Williams can be getting plenty of work too. So I will say that I think Tanyan is going to be the second option on this offense. I don't know what that does to Devontae's target share. You know, I, I don't know if we're going to see them. 
what did he have? 18 targets week one, 19. You know, that that target share is just going to make him smash, obviously, but how much does that continue? I think we're going to learn quite a bit this week. Uh, what about you, Matt? I mean, even with without Adams, like what did Tanya see? Like six targets? I mean, sure, maybe he's not going to see 17 or 18 targets again, but he's still going to see like a dozen targets, like at worst. So, I, like, I think it's fine. I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers is playing like uh, Aaron Rodgers fans think that he's been playing for the last five years. Uh, so that's <laughs> so that's a good thing. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you you can you can stack them up with Tanya, and you could stack them up with Adams. You could do both. Um, I mean, if you if you want to get a, a little wacky, you could probably. Uh, you know, contrarian play uh, Aaron Jones, if you really felt like it, but like he saw it, he was only on the field for like half the snaps uh, in that Falcons game. And they won, like they won going away. They won by two scores. Like you would think that they would be sort of prioritizing him. Uh, and they just, for whatever reason in certain games don't. Um, so he's a little, it's a little scary. Jamal Williams dropped 18 as well. So yeah, I I think you can you can stack this game up uh you know a million different ways. Um I don't know that I'm gonna have any Aaron Jones, but I will definitely have uh some Tanyan and some Adams for sure. Well, over on the other side, we're back to having the banged up wide receivers. Godwin, who's been banged up seemingly all season, was limited in practice on Wednesday, and, and now Mike Evans with the ankle again did not practice. At all. I, listen, uh, Evans, there's no doubt about it that when he's been out there, he's paid off um, with touchdown volume that's, you know, almost Will Fuller-esque at this point. But uh, it got to be a little uh, leery of putting those I, – I don't know if Godwin's going to play, but Evans back out there again because sooner or later it's going to catch up to him. Um, $6,900 is – I mean, if, if these guys were healthy at their price – it, they'd be steals, but uh, I think the guy we go back to on the Tampa Bay offense is uh, Rojo at twenty at six thousand dollars against the twenty seventh ranked run defense. And uh, you know, Leonard Fournette was active last week, but you would have known it because he didn't he didn't see a carry. Um, active air quotes. Uh, so let's wrap it up with the with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. TJ, who who do you like over there, and why is it Ronald Jones? All right, good pod, guys. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely no, definitely no Rojo for me this week uh, or, or any week. Uh, on the Tampa side, for the wide receivers, uh, it's Godwin if he plays. It's probably no one if he doesn't. I don't know how many one-yard touchdowns Evans can continue to get. Uh, my favorite play on the Tampa side this week is actually someone priced a little higher than I thought he would be, and it's Cameron Braid. Uh, I think he has potential to – truly, if he sees those 6-8 targets, he's a guy that could flirt with the DK bonus and definitely a guy that could find a touchdown. Where are you at, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm i kind of with you there. Like, you – you know, a month ago you would be like, yeah, just uh, – just 
just play Scotty Miller at 4,200. That makes that makes a ton of sense. And then he was on the field for 45 snaps last week, and didn't, Tom Brady didn't even like pretend that he was around, like not even a target. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Like if if Godwin's active, I'm probably running back. You know, doing like correlations with with Tanya and and Godwin or. Uh, with Adams and Tanya and and kind of leaving it there, honestly. All right, guys. If there's nothing else to add to this game, that is it. We've taken you all the way through the week six slate on the On the Daily DFS podcast. You can find us once again on Twitter at On the Daily DFS. You can find me at Salito FF. You can find my co-host at Matt Jones TFR and at TJ Calkins. We'll be here every Wednesday night live. And then in your podcast feeds on Thursday morning going forward to help lead you through this, the main slate and get you into the green. We'll see you back in a week. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.